Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. What's going on, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner, and we are back for another episode of On Course with Heart Ramsey and these conversations we call Heart to Heart. It is an amazing opportunity to tap into the mind and the heart of Pastor Heart Ramsey, and Pastor Heart is with us. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am good. It's good to be back doing this. This just feels fun. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so there's been a lot that's been going on. I want to jump into this because this is something that a lot of people don't talk about, but I think it's really cool. You are a pastor of a church in three campuses, and we're going to get to those in a second. But first, I'm curious, how did you know that it was time to launch a new campus? Because, of course, you started in Dothan, and now since we've got Montgomery and the newest is in Atlanta, how did you know that it was time to start a new campus? Well, you know, uh, one of the most important things about starting any work that that, um, is from the Lord is that you have to hear from the Lord. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we arbitrarily call our, our ministries a calling. Right. And I think we have to stop at that word and it, it's the beginning of the of the assignment it's God calls you and then he sends you okay. for, for us you know we had the, the church in Dothan and we were we were um, actually having to buy television time in Montgomery oh, wow. because Dothan's market was so small so we bought television time in Montgomery and it would shoot back to Dothan so people could see it but what we weren't realizing was that we were sowing seed into Montgomery also wow through the word. And so people got uh, caught up. They, they actually started watching the broadcast and um, really got uh, addicted to that, that kind of work. Cause you know, we're not called to everyone. Right. And so um, people actually started calling us and saying, Hey, um, can you, can you come? And, and so I wasn't inclined to do it. I was fine in Dothan. We were running good numbers in Dothan. Everything was comfortable. And I, I started hosting some shows for TBN, uh, their Praise the Lord broadcast. And it seemed like every guest that, that I would interview from out of town would always ask me at the end of the um, interview, has the Lord spoken to you about Montgomery? Everyone with a prophetic inclination will ask me wow. the same question. And so finally, um, when... When I, I told the last guy, yes, he said, well, I have something to talk to you about. And he opens his notebook and he had a whole list of things that the Lord had told him to tell me concerning Montgomery. What? Yeah. And so we moved to Montgomery, started church. Um, and for one year, people don't realize when you plant a new church, you have to be committed to it. For one year, right? Um, we spent $120,000 a year to go to Montgomery to preach to 25 or 35 people. Wow. Yeah, and until it, it blew into a three thousand member congregation. Yeah. So now that 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 is the important part. The same thing happened for Atlanta, uh, uh, and I think when you're planning a church, it has to be. The Bible says that God confirms His word with signs following, mm-hmm. and everything must be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And so, don't just do it because you have a hunch. Let God establish His word. Let God confirm it through prophets. Let Him confirm it through um, directives and dreams, whatever He uses to to lead you by. Um, let him do that. Uh, it's God's obligation to confirm for you what he wants you to do. 
Wow. You know, you don't take for a moment that some people think that God tells you once and if you miss it, that's it. No. If God has called you or sending you somewhere, he will he will reiterate over and over again until you get it. That's the kind of God we serve. Yeah, yeah. That's really good that you said that. And and I'm glad we're talking about this because I think sometimes when people think about uh, church planting, or even if we if we expand it and talk about launching a business, and there are similarities, of course there are differences, but there are similarities. But in the, the, this idea that you just kind of wake up with a hunch and, oh, I think I'll start a church in Atlanta, or I think I'll start a church here, you know, and it's not quite like that. So how did you know, so you told me how you, you knew you were uh, supposed to set up in Montgomery. Now, how did you know you were supposed to set up in Atlanta? Because Atlanta is even further from where you're centrally located than Montgomery is. Right. And it was the same process. I mean, uh, I felt a call in my heart. It begins with that. I felt, I felt a call, uh, this affinity to the city of Atlanta. Okay. And um, I was. what happens normally is that God will show you the need first. And he showed okay. me the need for people to, be, you know, for instruction and um, teaching ministry, what have you. Especially in, in the Atlanta call was more geared towards, I had a, a call towards leaders. I felt like I was called to... to um, mentor leaders in in the, the doctrine of the ministry of grace okay. but anyway um same thing started to happen people started coming to me and saying hey you know pastor we would love to have you in atlanta and then god starts sending prophets and the prophets were like has the lord spoken to you about atlanta wow and and um the, uh, i got two major prophecies back to back about three years ago that that really confirmed for me this was the will of god so we moved on it um the following uh fall and so i got the prophecy maybe in the spring and then we moved into in the fall okay and and people think that because god tells you to do something it's going to be easy it's never easy right it's difficult it's going to require faith it's going to require everything you have to do it because satan is going to resist it sure okay and god is going to allow it just for you to build up a, a, um, a stamina a strength um a patience to get the work done and so um they have, there's so many things that that come into play when you start talking about starting a local church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, bo- and 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 I want to dig into those because again, I think people think that it's just oh, I feel the call to preach, or oh, I'm a good preacher, or oh, you know, people respond when I talk, so let me go start a church. And it's like, (laughs) no, not exactly. So I want to spend a little bit of time here uh, in building a local church. What have you found to be some of the essentials that you have to have? Well, I think going going into the work, and this is important. People don't talk about it, but but going into any area where someone is already there, pastoring a local church, you have to have a respect for the fact that someone is there already working the vineyard. Yes, and if if, if the moment that you dismiss the work of another minister is the moment that you set yourself up to fail. Wow, that's good. You know, now, now, this is important. I it's think really important. God doesn't, you know, gone are the days that you know, we, we lived through a whole period of, of the superstar preacher and, and people promoting themselves. And what God does, um, when, when you build a ministry promoting yourself, God will make sure that if you don't repent of that, you're going to fall before the people. Wow. Because the reality is that God, 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 he puts a team on the field. He's not looking for a superstar preacher. Right. And any minister that's still doing that, you're setting yourself up for a fall. Wow. Wow. Okay, any ministry that's not built on the foundation of Jesus Christ, the foundation of his word, the foundation of his spirit, the foundation of God 
um, saving people by the finished work of Jesus Christ and, and the grace of God, the new covenant, all these things are essential to building a work. Before you even preach your first message or, or send your first flyer out or put your first social media ad out for your church, make sure you understand what the work that's being done there. Another right. important thing too, Gerard, that people miss is you have to know what kind of spirits are operative in that area that you're going to. Right, right, right. Because because uh, you have to understand evil spirits of your territorial, and if you go in there, you cannot go in there with any uh, attraction to, to what's, like for example, if you go into, if you go into an area where, where the, the prevailing spirit there is promiscuity, you can't be promiscuous in any way. You, you have right. to be tied to that. Right, right. Because it's going to target that you'll be targeted. You can't go if you go in to, as a problem solver. You can't be part of the problem. That's true. Okay, and so that's the one. Of the first thing I would suggest to anyone is is you do your homework. You find out who is there on the, on, on the field already. Who's doing the ministry there? Um, what what spirits are, are claiming uh, the territory there? Because another thing also is that you can't start a, a work um, in any locale without a prayer ministry. You have to go in there. Because prayer is critical. I'm not trying to be super deep no, this is uh, good. and suggest to anyone that you have to be like this intercessor that, that spends all your waking moments in the, in the presence of God praying. No, but you have to have some kind of prayer ministry. And you have to believe in the power of prayer right? to go in. So you, you have those in, 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 in uh, uh, these, these things that you understand moving in. Another thing that you, you as you go in, um, you, every, you have to understand everyone is not called to you. That's good. Everyone's not called to you. So, so for example, I'll take Atlanta South. We've been in, in Atlanta now, Atlanta proper for a year and a half, going two years. But we've been in that area, uh, started Peachtree City for two years. Wow. And and what we built in Peachtree City was a core group, a foundation of people who we've been teaching this doctrine for a long time. Now they have it in their spirits. The church did not blow up and and be, be very leery about explosive and quick growth. It really it really lasts. Wow. Because what you do is when you move into, you have the people who are addicted to new. Wow. They're addicted to anything that's new. They're, they're in a situation. First of all, boy, I got so much to say on this. So let me just unpack this real quickly. Go for it. There are some people who, who whose normal is dysfunction. Wow. They grew up in it. They know how to to um, function and carry on in dysfunction. And so they recreate dysfunction wherever they go. Mm. But the problem is they don't realize that they're the catalyst. They're the one that's bringing the dysfunction. So they'll, they'll get into a situation that's new. They'll create all this dysfunction after a while. And then the, that dysfunction causes the newness to wear off. And then they have to leave again because they, they, they're not comfortable. Wow. Okay. And so you have to be careful. Every every person that joins your church is not a good thing. Right. If, every, all growth is not good growth. And so That's you right. have to make sure that you're praying for the right kind of people to come in and, and that you're dealing with the issues as they come in because uh, it's better to deal with them when you're, when you're on the ground floor than right. have to deal with them when you get bigger. That's right. Okay, so when, you, when we go in, so we, 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 um, we train a core group of people and these people will become your leaders or, or, or they will represent the cadre of leadership. They represent your, your philosophy of ministry going forward. Right. But don't be discouraged. I'm, I'm, and maybe a pastor is listening to this, or maybe you're a member of a church that's, um, that has been pioneered. Everyone can't pioneer work. Everyone is, everyone is not comfortable with ground floor ministry. Very true. Okay? Some people, especially the, the, who struggle the most are the people who, who want the forefront, but then God sent it to a storefront. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, you, 
And listen, yeah, everybody, some people are forefront people. They're not storefront people. And so you, you, you have to be good with it. If, people, if a person comes, don't, don't make them feel bad. If they can't be pioneers, that's just what they are. If they're not called to it, then let them go. Right. But then another thing too also is that some people are called to, to the storefront, to the, 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 um, the startup work. And then when it gets bigger, they can't stay. Wow. Because, because they, 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 they're called to start things up. You got it. That's that's more like an apostolic, uh, evangelistic kind of work. That's what they call to. And so when we go in, when we when we start something new, these are the things we look for. And then we go in. And if you're a new pastor, I would suggest to you that that once you start a work, if all possible, let your people hear your voice for one solid year. Don't 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 book yourself to be out on Sunday mornings. Your people need to hear your voice for a solid year, so they can get accustomed to the spirit of the house, the spirit of the pastor. The, uh, the man of God that God wants to use um, what we call the set man in their set place. We do, they, they have to get accustomed to that. Yeah, man, that's that's so, so good. I want to build on that a bit because one of the questions that I have is this. Uh, you know, it's often very difficult to duplicate yourself, particularly when you're talking about multiple campuses. Uh, it's almost like when people go to franchise, you know, uh, right. if you start a business and then you start franchising in other cities because it's impossible for you to be there, those other cities and other locations can have some sort of expression of you. But the idea, of course, is that they carry the same thing. How do you uh, see to it or ensure that each expression of each campus that you have represents who you are? That's a good question. And let me, I'll, I'll say this because, um, well, I'll give you some insight into how we do it. When I first started NCC, the, the, the Lord spoke to me in specific areas. He was speaking to me about, about how ministries to be conducted and how to make sure that the people aren't drawn to me exclusively and how to make sure that Jesus is glorified. And that although we're going to have the people that will say, I'm of Paul, I'm of Cephas, I'm of Apollos, mm-hmm. that how we can, how we can neutralize the spirit of, 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 you know, people who just want to glorify and pedestalize men. Right. And so what the, what the Lord put in my heart to do, he says, all of you should speak the same thing. Since a part of my gift as a, t- a pastor teacher is research and documentation, mm-hmm. then it became my responsibility to research the scripture, document it, and then empower or teach the, the men who will be leading with me. Not That's leading, not, not working for me, but leading with me. They're, they're co-workers, co-laborers in the, in the gospel. And so what I would do with them is I'll give them each my outline in, in its different stages and, and have them study along with me and pour into them when possible so that when they do get up to speak, um, though they will be, it will be their expression and their gifting and their particular unique um, um, approach to it, it'll be the same words because the Lord said you speak the same thing. He didn't say speak the same way. Right. He said speak the same thing. And so we develop a philosophy of ministry where we try to recreate the same spirit in each house. The same approach, the same doctrine. Nothing is more important than the same doctrine, because out of doctrine comes worship. Right. Remember, Jesus said. Jesus said. Um, he, he was talking about the people who who worship him with, with their lips, but their hearts are far, far from him. He said that in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. Right. 
And he said, your worship is going to be affected by your doctrine. And really, when you break the word doctrine down, it just means teaching. What kind of teaching are you doing? You know, we live in a time, you've heard me say this before, where, where the highlight of, of many churches is the praise break. But right. they, they won't post anything on, 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 on social media but the praise break. Mm-hmm. But if, if the, the highlight of your church service is your praise break, that, that what you're telling the world is that when we come, the, the, the best of what we do is, is dance. Wow. But I'm going to tell you how sinners think. You have to understand. We see by faith what many times we are expecting sinners to see in the natural. Oh, wow. The, the, the things right. we see of God, yeah, the things we worship, the things we pray, the things we go after of God, we see them by faith. That God has given us the eyes to see. Yeah. They, have, they don't have that yet. They're still blind. Yeah. And so what has to happen is that I mean, it's, it's more important for them to know that you can get a, 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 a relevant critical on-time word than for them to see a bunch of you bouncing up and down and dancing. And I know people will, will get offended with this, mm-hmm. but you know, we, get to, we have to get to the point where we can't care about that. Right. The praise break is wonderful. I love when it happens at NCC. We shout. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Because, you, because you don't see us shouting on social media don't mean we don't shout, <laughs> but to us, it's not the highlight. The right. highlight is, is the word that sends us in. That's it. That's it. Because if the word is, if, if it's not the word that sent, if it's not the word sending that's sending you in, don't go in. It ain't worth. There ain't nothing in there. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> it's right. It's an emotional high. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Let's go. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God. Heart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786. And daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. And I think that that's one of the things, and we've talked about the challenge that millennials have with church, but I think that's one of the reasons that there has been kind of a, 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 I don't want to call it a falling away, but a walking away from church is after you have done all of the emotional things, if there's nothing that you can practically walk away with, then you now are frustrated because nothing's changed. So I think that that is, that's really, really valuable and important. Now let's talk about this because it, it is, as close as we try to get, 
uh, each location to replicate the original just because of, you know, geography. It's a little hard to do. So talk a bit about what makes each location at NCC different because each of them, Dothan, Montgomery, and Atlanta, each have different expressions. In your opinion, what makes them each different? Well, let me start with Atlanta first since Atlanta is the newest location for me. Um, it has to do with the culture of the city. Okay. It has to do with, with the need of the city. But then a lot of times also it has to do with the um, the facility you're in. For example, right now in, in Atlanta, we're meeting in a hotel conference room. Mm-hmm. And I tend not to be as uh, as um, preachy, okay. for lack of a better term, in a hotel conference room. Sure. It lends itself more to instruction. And so when people come there, they're going to get the, the instructional side of me and the instructional side of the pastors that pass with me because because of the facility lends itself to that. And I think that's, that in itself is, is the doing of the Lord. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the hand of the Lord because we have to, people have to hear what you believe for, for the buy-in. Right. For, for a better term. Right. When, you, when you look at Dalton, Alabama, many people have never heard of Dalton, Alabama. Right. Um, there's a joke. I have a joke uh, that people say among their friends that that I put Dothan, Alabama, on the map. Well, I don't know about all that, but I know that I didn't. I never heard of Dothan before I came here, <laughs> and I'd never heard of it before you. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so the crazy part about Dothan, Dothan is a working class town. It's, it's it's neatly tucked away between Montgomery and Panama City Beach, Florida, and and the culture here is it's working class. It's a little slower. Well, no, it's a lot slower than Atlanta. Okay, and so a lot of what we do is is you would think that we would slow down because of that, but a lot of what we do is actually keeping them up with what's happening in other places. Okay. Uh, not something that I don't believe we're trying to do. I think it's something we're called to do. Yeah. Um, uh, we the gospel that, that we preach here is a gospel that I think that that is um, needed around the world, and Dothan gets a chance to see the Lord move in a, in a unique way for them being working class people. Okay. Then you look at the city of Montgomery, Safe Harbor. I call Safe Harbor my wild child. Right. Most of the people in, in Safe Harbor came out of church. They grew up in Pentecostal church. And so they come, they're come. they coming to this teaching environment in a city that's known for, this is unique about Montgomery. Montgomery is the seat of the Civil War. A letter from Montgomery triggered the Civil War. I mean, yes, the Civil War. And then also Montgomery is the seat or, or the, the home of the Civil Rights Movement. Right, right. And so there's a lot of history in Montgomery. There's a lot of uh, the, the, the people in Montgomery who are educated people. There's there's a deep divide there. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, Safe Harbor is a place where where um, although we will go up in a praise really quickly, they're very, very much into the word of God. Very, very learned people, professors okay. and, and lawyers and uh, a lot of professionals go to Safe Harbor. And my delivery at Safe Harbor will be a little bit more um, intellectual, so to speak. I can do more. Uh, um, theology there. Okay. And so in Dothan, I'm appealing more to, to the, um, I'm more parabolic. I'm using more um, uh, everyday life situations to explain the same word that I teach um, theologically and intelligently or intellectually, intellectually, I should say, in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. You, you see, so yeah. I think we have to be aware of where we are and who we're speaking to mm-hmm. in every city we, we're ministering in. I think that's huge and that's super important and and that's why uh, to what you said earlier everybody can't fit everywhere. No. You know, because some people feel as though one size fits all and that's not necessarily the case. 
No, and there are churches who are doing that. There, there are many churches I won't call names, but there are churches who are who are planning churches in different cities. And they, and this is the thing that gets me. We have one church in three locations, but we are not franchising churches. Hmm. And and to me, when you start doing, when you start trying to trying to um build on your name to franchise a church, but to me, you have to be careful with that, right? Because Jesus said this, he said, every tree that my heavenly father has not planted will be plucked up from the root. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people who are taking a capitalistic, a capitalistic approach to, um, to church planting. Their thing is we have a, a church model that works. So let's plant that model. And what they're doing is they're coming in and, and, and disrupting local churches. I, I was just with Joel Osteen in um, Atlanta in, mm-hmm. in, uh, planning the night of hope for Atlanta. And it, I, I just love it. Um, Joel Osteen and his, his um, the director of the Champions Network, who is a friend of mine, Phil Muncy, mm-hmm. um, he invited me. And, and, you know, Joel and I know each other. And I love him because he's Joel is an amazing person. Yes. You know, and, and one thing that Joel said that was amazing, Joel said that um, he was offered by a reputable company um, to go into various cities and set up Lakewoods. Wow. Yes, they were gonna they were gonna underwrite it financially. Wow. For him to franchise Lakewoods in, in major cities in the United States. Wow. And he said and he said and, and if I call the company, you'll be you'll be freaked out that they even offer him that. Who That's knew that they would even think about that? Wow. But it came to him and Joel said that he, uh matter of fact, Phil was telling the story and then Joel commented on it. And Joel said he told them no. Wow. And here's what he told him. If I did that I would hurt so many local pastors oh, wow. who have been in that vineyard laboring for years. And he said, I'd rather come to the city, do a night of hope, and have a list of churches that I could send people to after I leave. That's amazing. Well, but Gerard, I'm going to tell you what, but, but, but that kind of heart is what keeps Lakewood packed. Absolutely. Every time I go to, every time I go to Lakewood, it's, it's packed. Always. See, so so I think and I think this mentality of what well, I don't care, people just come to my church. Uh, and, and then the, let me speak to this real quickly because I might as well because you know let's let's do this. We're here, yeah, yeah. Let, let's do it. But, um, there are people who don't understand the purpose of a church plant. Hmm. We don't plant churches in a new in, in in a city in a new city to 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 pull people away from churches. That's not what we're doing, right? The, the, the primary purpose of a church plant in the city, number one, is to reach the lost. Yes. Number two is to reclaim those who maybe have not, who maybe have not connected with the church in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we we may present something that they could connect to. For example, when we started the church in Dothan, we, well, people were intrigued with us because we bought we bought the biggest nightclub in the city and turned it into a church. Wow. So a lot of people who, who a lot of people came out of curiosity because they used to dance there. Sure. And they got saved there. So there's always a unique um blend of flavor to wait to um to your upstart that God wants to use. But don't come there with the mentality of you trying to pull from different churches. Because here's the rule. If a person would, would church hop to your church, they would church hop from your church. That's right. That's right. And and the, the and, if, and this, the principle remains if you sow that seed, then you're gonna have to harvest it. You have to reap it. That's right. So um, and I, I try not. What I try not to do is, and and this is gonna this is gonna blow you away. I've been pastoring NCC for twenty years. Mm-hmm. In in the entire time I pastored this church, only two times have I ever told anyone to leave their church and come to NCC. Twice in twenty years. Wow. 
And I'm going to tell you what they were. I'm going to give you the situations. One of them was a lady got pregnant in her church out of wedlock. Okay. And because the man that got her pregnant was a tither in the church, the pastor took his side. The guy said that she seduced him because she was looking um, to have another child out of wedlock so um, she could get more income. Oh, wow. And, and and because of that, they would t- they would counsel him, but they refused to counsel her. When she reached out to me and told me the situation, I I, t- I told her exactly what to do, how to approach her, um, her man of God to get counsel. Mm-hmm. And when she did, he called her a whore. Oh no! And when she told me crying on the phone, I said, "You submit your resignation from that church, and you come to church on Sunday morning. I'm your pastor now." Mm. And, and that was a, and the second situation was similar to that. It was two times. The second situation was a young lady who was being a kept woman, and when they, when her church family found out about it, they told the pastor. And every Sunday she would go to church, all he preached on was was um was uh, uh, fornication, and, and use her using her without calling her name as the case in point. And so she was so broken when she came to us on a Tuesday night prayer meeting. And when she told the story, I told her, you go to them and tell me you're leaving. It happened two, just two times twenty years because you have to respect the bond that God establishes between a pastor and the people He sent to them. Absolutely. If you don't respect that, watch this. If you don't respect that come, going in to start a new work, then don't expect anyone to respect and and do expect to reap that if you don't repent of it because wow. it's a sin. It is. Yes, it is. Let Let me ask this one question, and and this should be a very interesting one. How does someone know? Because, you know, there are tons of churches in cities, and there are probably still more to come. Mm-hmm. Um, how does a person know when they are called to an area to pastor or if they're called to that area to join up and partner with another church? That's a good question. And here's what I believe. I believe that, you know, one of the things the Bible says, or uh, how shall they believe in them of whom they've not heard? Mm-hmm. Okay, you remember that? Yeah. It's actually started, how shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? How can they believe unless they hear? How can they hear without a preacher? And here's what it says, how can they preach unless they be sent? sent. That's right. didn't say how shall they preach unless, uh, unless they've been called. It says they have to be sent. Mm. Because remember I mentioned before that in the sending, there's, there's the idea of sponsorship. God, God has to sponsor whom he sends. He provides where he guides. And so um, the, the, the important thing is, is that you have got to you, you've got to know that God is sending you. It's one thing to be called; you have to know He's being you're being sent. Right. And a lot of times, the sending has to be is by a person. Mm-hmm. God, God is not God. Never breaks protocol. That's he never good. breaks protocol. And, and for example, uh, um, uh, David served Saul. Although Saul was a horrible mentor and a horrible leader, God still required David to serve him. Right. And in, in the case of David, David wasn't sent out, but he was driven out. Wow. And some leaders, that's some leaders who, who, who are insecure, they will drive you out. That's right. Um, um, but what's important is that David was not trying to uh, start a, another kingdom in, in, uh, in the area that he was in, the Saul was in. Matter of fact, you, you read the story and it was God that actually brought David back to do um, the work he had anointed him to do. So what I will say to people who... who um, who are going to air the pastor is make sure you've heard from God. And there are things you can do to make sure. Number one, ask the Lord to establish his word. I, I keep going back to that. In the mouth of two or three witnesses. Not people you know. 
Right. Let, let ask God to send. Uh, first of all, you 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 fast and pray for clarity, and let God give you a confidence that He's calling you there. And then go through the Word, read the Scripture. Let God, let the Holy Spirit um, make the Scripture alive to speak to you. And then also, ask the Lord to send um unexpected um or confirmations from different people. Yeah. Prophetic right. voices, or, or I remember one time I was walking through my living room and I, I was saying, "God, I don't know if it's you or not." And and uh, when I was walking, I just happened to walk through the living room when Joyce Meyer says, "She said, um, you know what the problem is?" And and, and I looked at the television like she was talking to me. Oh no! She, she said, "You want God to tell you what to, what to do before you 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 uh before you take a step of faith?" She said, "Step out and find out." Oh wow! Wow! And, and when she said, I was like looking around like, "Oh my God, God is in this room." <laughs> She says, step out and find out. That's good. You know, so um, I believe that we have to, there has to be a way in your mind, in the person who, who's who's being uh, burdened with a, a, a city or, or feel a, a call to a certain area, there has to be a, a way for to get a confirmation from God, for God to confirm for you, this is what I want you to do. And if not, seek out mentors, seek out trusted voices and ask them. Yeah, you know, other times, and I'm telling you what you don't do. And I had someone locally to do this to me. Mm-hmm. They came to my church under the guise of seeking counsel, under the guise of seeking um, direction, mm-hmm. and they came for like four weeks in a row. And each week they would stand the foyer and recruit members from my church. Oh wow! So they went. Then when they went and started their church, they invited the members that they they connected with, and half of my half of the people that connected with, which was about twenty people, or so went with them. Wow. That that is that is unethical. It's actually immoral to do that. Right. You know. Right. Um. You have to trust God. It's not easy. It's a very starting a church is a very difficult thing. There there are times where there's supernatural growth. I've seen God. Um. Uh, I, I, there's a couple churches right now mm-hmm. that are, that are upstarts. Um. Supernatural. God sent people to them. Yeah. I mean, super. It's almost like this church was born in a day. Right. And, and they got a couple thousand members, and you could tell the Lord is in it. Yeah. You know, um, when churches start like that, the, the challenge is is structure, it's infrastructure, it's leadership, it's it's um it's logistics. I mean, they're good problems to have, but these are problems nonetheless. Yes, yes, absolutely. This this has been amazing, and I hope you guys have really gathered something from this. Even if you are not a church planter, I think there are some principles in here that you can absolutely grab when it's when it comes to growth relocation, uh, perhaps even a change in careers. I think this is a a podcast that you can absolutely learn from. So we want to hear the lessons that you've learned from listening today. So if you would use, uh, send those lessons to us and use the hashtag heart to heart. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, and then the word H-E-A-R-T. And of course, share this podcast with a friend and continue to subscribe here on (laughs) iTunes and on Google Play. Until next time, this is On Course with Art Ramsey.